do you have any favorite toys? Yeah, I do. Um, in my uh, toy bag, I have a red squeaky bone and a tennis ball and some rope toys that I got from the local pet store. Well, personally, since I'm the Mexican of Asia, I got a little hot sauce ball and it squeaks. What's the bottle say? Um, it says Chihuahua. It's supposed to say like Chalua. Chalua. I want to say Chalupas, but I'm not Taco Bell. And we have a special guest. Her name is Zelzo. Luckily, if you can't see her, but you might see her walk around and try to eat things. She's awesome. We'll talk about eating things, actually. Griffey, you have a favorite snack? Yeah. Um, my favorite snack when I'm a pup is I like to eat what is known as puppy chow. It's like Chex Mix cereal, but with peanut butter and chocolate and powdered sugar. Um, I also like um, I like to eat like saltine crackers and uh, the Scooby Snacks. Mm -hmm. They're the cinnamon graham crackers that you get at Walmart. I call the childhood actually, but I'm actually always scared to um, eat those. Because they look like my dog's dog bones. Yeah. And so every time, like, my parents would, like, leave, um, like, their dog bones in one bowl, like, and leave some grand crackers in another. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, we good. <laughs> so, fun fact, I've actually eaten one of those milk bones yeah. on accident thinking they were Scooby Snacks. I've done that before. Oh, my gosh. I just, ugh. They're just, so dry. I could just imagine the, um, like, it's like beef stew and gravy. It's like, oh, graham cracker. <laughs> that wasn't a graham cracker. So what about you? What's your favorite snack as a little? Um, wow. I'm sure you're going to judge, actually, um, for me for this. But it's Rice Krispie Treats and Chocolate Momo Juice. I like Rice Krispie Treats. Fun fact about Rice Krispie Treats, actually. So Rice Krispie Treats are actually one of the healthiest snacks you can eat because the fact that it's not like all this sugar compact, it's actually rice, mm -hmm. which um, expands and stuff too. So it uses, um, instead of having to add tons of more sugar and stuff, you just use like butter and marshmallows, uh, marshmallows and stuff. Right. And that's how you get your sugar out of it. And then obviously you let it harden and stuff. But I eat Rice Krispie Treats like it's crack. Like, I'm probably an addict to Rice Krispie Treats. So there's, like, you know, those giant-ass ones are, like, this big. They're, like, $10. I literally have to stop myself from, like, going, like, well, I mean, like, it's in the budget. I mean, $500. I mean, nobody's going to realize if I buy five of these. Like, you know. <laughs> and then come home and Michael Lange will be like, why do we have um, five giant Rice Krispie Treats? He'll be like, don't touch this. It's mine. I'm probably going to have to be on like intervention or something like that. But like, please sit down. I'm going to come home from work one day. <laughs> I'm going to find you on the living room floor. And you're going to be like, eh, I'm going to have to call 911. Why, why is he on the living room floor? Oh, he had five giant king size Rice Krispie treats. You ever see what happens to a bird when they eat rice? No, well, do it. This is what I think the kid kind of exploded. Um, so as a little. What is your favorite stuffing? Um, I would actually have to say ass. Okay, and ass is what? Ass stands for African sleeping sickness. 
and he's a parasite actually so he obviously comes from africa and he come, gets transmitted into you from a fly actually that bites you and it will actually swap your um nobs and stuff and you won't realize that he's inside of you until roughly about two years and if you ever see movies about what happens to people that like lose lots of blood and stuff they get really tired mm -hmm. and they go night night that's what this sucker does he's an asexual parasite so he will just keep reproducing and the only way you can get rid of it normally is if you catch it early but most people don't I don't have my favorite stuffy here with me, but I my favorite stuffy is a stuffed Rottweiler. His name is Chase. I've had him since I was about eight years old, and that was about the time my parents got divorced. So Chase has been a big part of my life, helped me through a lot. Is he like a big one, or is he like small? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, he's a big Rottweiler? Yeah. Oh. He, uh, so I actually got him from like a street fair, like one of those car carny games. Oh, so you, so you like pay the dude off? Yeah. Oh, so, so you paid the dude off for it? Well, I actually, I, I won the game, you know, fair and square to get it, but, you know, Why? I saw Rottweiler and I was like, I have to have it. No, you, you, you don't win those games. You bribe a dude and you, like, give him crack behind the, uh, the stands, usually. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to do it. I've seen these people. What about, about Blanky? Do you have a Blanky? Yeah, actually, I do. It's my dinosaur Blanky, actually. it's He's red. And... I fought like a five-year-old for this, by the way, um, because my blanket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw this. I it actually was at one of the stores I used to work for, and there was one in there when they were putting out and stuff in this giant van. And I mean, I saw the sucker across it, and this kid was like, "Mommy, look, dinosaurs!" So I was like, "Screw you! My legs are bigger." I walked over there, and he's like trying to get up, like. Zoom. It's like when we go to the store and you wear your dinosaur shirt and shoes. <laughs> Everyone notices those. Oh, yeah. I've had so many Mennonites come up to me and they're like, I love your shoes. I'm like, oh, thanks. Playtime. <laughs> Dude, that's how it is with my slave study. I love my hoodie. I mean, I get pups ask me all the time, like, where'd you get that hoodie at? Literally, it says right here, playtime. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> I low-key kind of want one of those, but at the same time, I was I was nervous to get one. Because I was like, oh my gosh, I love hoodies. But I'm so, like, body conscious of myself. Which I've been, over the past year, I've been trying to, like, really work on, like, trying to be more body positive with who I am as a person. Right. And, like, that's hard. That's really, really hard. Because I've always been told, like, oh, you're fat and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. So, I'm like, I've tried. Like, you know, when I was little, I was, I was a massive kid. Like, I was really fat. I was... And so, I've always had that in, like, in my head and stuff of, like, people going, like, you're fat. Like, you can't, you can't be, you know, this twink or this jock, no matter how much I've tried. And obviously, I'm pretty sure I've shown you pictures of, like, what I looked like a couple years ago. I mean, like. Person, I look at was I was like, damn, I look good. Right. <laughs> and I, I mean, self-image is something that everyone I've noticed has a problem with because, like, there are some people like, oh, I'm fat. I'm like, you're not fat though. And then other people are like, oh, you know, I don't like my hair because it's thin. You know, it's like you look fine. You <laughs> know, it's just 
so yeah, I'm, that's how I am. Like, I was self conscious about my image because my teeth, mm-hmm. and so I like did everything I could when I was younger to get braces because like I want to have a you know quote unquote perfect smile. Like, I want straight teeth. I want white teeth. Like, my teeth are a train wreck. I feel that actually. So I don't try to tell people how much my family has spent on my teeth but it's one of the things where like i i'm pretty sure i've told you i have a fear of like bad teeth and all this and that was because it was ingrained because my orthodontist bless his heart but even before that like i had my all my teeth my back teeth were all backwards and stuff Mm -hmm. and my canines were really really long so when i was going through all the process stuff um, I had a plastic surgeon work on my jaw when I was having teeth moved around. Of course, I had my orthodontist and stuff. And of course, tons of money to make sure that my teeth were really, really white because I was like petrified to have yellow teeth because everyone's like, oh, if you have yellow teeth, this, 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 this. Find out years later that in rally, your teeth are actually supposed to have like a yellowish tint to it, which it's I was like, to be more of an ivory color. Yeah, I was like, oh, bleaching is bad because it removes the enamel off your teeth. Yeah. So speaking of fears, besides a fear of like bad teeth, what are some things that you're afraid of, or what do you fear? Oh, oh, tons actually. Um, my biggest fear though would be being forgotten. Really? Yeah. So I have the thing where from past trauma really because when i was young and stuff my my birth gave decided she wanted to just leave and blamed all of it on us kids and stuff and so knowing it now like as an adult and stuff it was really just drugs and stuff that she was struggling with and she was trying to run away from her problems okay but she decided to make us the scapegoat and you're you know like now and stuff like i'm building more of connection stuff with her and it's great but she will know she will never have that title to me of being my mother right because she lost that she gave that away but being forgotten really majorly because like i inspire to be an influence on people be this positive person and even though I always want to be positive and stuff with people, it's, you know, I battle depression, I battle anxiety, PTSD and stuff. And it's one of those things where it's, I just, I fight every single day and I smile for everybody, even though I hate myself as a person. Dude, I feel that because I've struggled with depression, you know, being bullied all through school, you know, and, you know, always being told I'm never good enough, that <laughs> I will never be loved, you know, all that stuff, just that bullying over the years just added up and, not a lot of people know this, but I actually am a suicide survivor. I've tried to take my life throughout my life, throughout my teenage years. I, I've tried to overdose on pills. You know, I've tried to like hang myself. Like I know this kind of a dark subject, but I don't want to talk about that right now. But yeah, I know what you mean by depression. All it says, I love you puppy. Well, so like, so besides depression, my fear is, um, I have a fear of heights. Like, people ask if I want to go skydiving or, you know, go on an airplane. Nope. <laughs> I will not do heights. Like, I know it sounds crazy, but 
if I look down and people look like this big, I, I get I get queasy in my stomach. I might get uneasy. Like I, I can't do heights. <laughs> Will not do heights. It's okay, puppy. It's okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Recess Time. Uh, sorry for the little being in charge. He didn't tell us what today's subject is. Uh, we're actually talking about getting personal. So, Bubby. If you could change one thing about the community, what would it be and why? My scarring this actually. <laughs> um, well, in reality, it's something if that I could change really. It would be people being fake, mm -hmm. which is really hard to describe, but it's something that I hear a lot from smaller content creators, and it's just really these bigger people, you know, with lots of followers and stuff, um, you know, they have this idea that if you don't have, you know, a certain amount of people following you, if you don't get a certain amount of likes, or if you don't look a certain way, they don't want anything to do with you, but they preach all the time about, you know, positivity, you know, like, don't be ashamed of who you are. And turn around, and be like, "Oh, you have a six pack, not a six rock," you know, and that that aggravates me really, just because you should be who you say you are, right? And so, if you want to present to the world that you are this, you know, nice person, be that nice person, right? So, like, practice what you preach, then. yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. I would say for me, the thing I would change about the community would be respect and consent. Because I say that because as someone who identifies as a pup, as a sub, you know, whatever, people, I'll get messages like on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, people saying, I'm a dom, I'm a top. What I say goes. You will do what I say. I will own you. It's like, you got to respect me as a person just because I identify as the opposite of you does not mean I'm your property. Another thing I would change. I know we said one thing, but I'd actually say two. The second thing I'd change would be consent because when you go to a pup event, sometimes there are going to be, be, uh, be people there that will come up and just touch you, grab you, you know, grip you, whatever, without even asking you. There's no consent. So that's, Another thing I would change about the community is respect and consent. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's a subway. Uh, <laughs> but um, we'll talk about the opposite then. Um, what's the best compliment that you've received within the community? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, best compliment I've received. I would have to say that I am very kind, I'm very helpful, and I'm a big influence because... I've had pups tell me, hey, I love your hood. I love how, you know, we can message you and you've helped us out. Like, you've influenced us. You've inspired us to be a pup. You know, I've had a couple pups ask me to help them design their hoods based off of their personalities. Which I think, to me, I hold a special place in my heart for that kind of stuff. Because I try to spread positivity and kindness. Well, um, talking about hoods really quick. You didn't help me design mine, 
but what did help me design my hood was my Under Armour book bag because it's orange, blue, and silver with some black. Well, see, I would hope I would have helped you design your hood had I known you at the time. You know, it's okay. But, but what about you? What's the biggest compliment you've ever received? Um, it would be actually be from multiple people actually. Um, but really, what it is is people tell me that. I've inspired them to be more of who they want to be as a person because it's really hard to show the world who you are. And one of the topics I've told people about is self or self-expression versus self-presentation. Right. And they kind of go hand to hand, but at the same time they're different because Self-presentation is kind of like how you want the world to see who you are as a person, but self-expression is how you want to show the world who you are. And people have told me that I'm just, I've really helped them like go outside that comfort zone of going like, oh, I'm a pup, but you know, why do people judge me? And I, and I, you know this, I struggle with that already as a person because the fact that when we go places, you're like, let's put our hoods on. And I'm like, uh, there's people. Um, no. Let's see. I, I, I say that because being in Columbus and wearing my pup hood, I've actually had police officers and firefighters and EMS personnel stop me and say, hey, we love your, you know, we love your outfit. We love you're doing your thing. Can we get a picture with you? Sure. I, that's fine with me, you know. I understand smaller towns more frowned upon, but I try to have fun with it. You know, I, I, if people ask me for pictures, Hey, I'll throw my hood on real quick, get a couple pictures with you. That's fine. You know, it's mm-hmm. no big deal. Um, so why does my hood mean a lot to me? That for me, it's for my, it's self-expression. Mm-hmm. It's, allowing me to have the opportunity to express myself and have that freedom of creative control. Like I can just escape, you know, quote unquote, escape human reality, be in a different mindset and just be, you know, a pup. You know, I don't have to be a human. I don't have to about everyday stresses. I don't have to about bills. You know, I don't have to about rent. I don't have to worry about any of that stuff for the few hours that I'm a pup. Mate, you should want to bark at the mailman. I have done that before. Oh my god! <laughs> I've I, barked at the mailman before. So, fun fact about this area: um, the mailman carries dog treats because he gives my dogs dog treats all the time. Um, and I have zero interest in knowing what those dog treats actually taste like. I think they're Scooby snacks. I really don't know, but. I just know if you bark at him, he gives you snacks. So, therefore, scooby snacks. That's all I got to say. Uh, <laughs> but, um, talk about why my hood really kind of is important to me. It allows me to not be me. It allows me to be somebody else that I want to show the world. Like, Apollo is this giant, rebellious, not giving two cares in the world, brave and all that. 
And Dylan over here is very shy, sees a person, does not want to talk to them. <laughs> I said that, Bobby, that's why I try to get you to wear your pup hood more. No, you just want me to look at somebody while I'm driving on the highway at 80 miles per hour. And they look at me with like big eyes and like, the hell's going on over there? And y'all are trying to stick your heads out my windows. Well, I mean, when dogs are in the car, they have their heads out the window. <laughs> I don't know. My dogs have never done that. They were always just like, I'm just going to sit here and try not to throw up. <laughs> I feel my, I feel how my dogs feel. Y'all are embarrassing. You're like my mom. So speaking of pup and little, <clears throat> does anybody in your life know about your lifestyle and how did they react if they if they did find out or if they know my mom <laughs> um it's more like my mom and my dad bless their hearts to all the great saints because my dad especially he tries to have conversations with me and it's always really funny because i'll be in a truck or something to help him be like hey buddy so like like you know, like, like your special underwear and stuff. Like, do you have like a name for them? And I'm like, ah, dad, let's not do that. Okay. Okay. And so it's always really hard for me for that. And then my mom, when I was moving out and stuff, I've told you before, she opened up my drawers and saw nipple clamps and just like, why you got nipple clamps? I'm like, Oh mom, why nipple clamps are and she's like we're not talking about this and then she's like so like are you still into that like that baby role-playing stuff and i'm like mom we can't talk about this and then i walk away she's like no come back right and i'm like mom i don't want to talk about this <laughs> it's always like really interesting or my dad texts me he's like when i, I got this huge shipment of like abu diapers and stuff and he's like hey buddy what's in this box i was like um we all talk about that <laughs> it's just some stuff and he's like buddy you're freaking weird but i still love you because i'm weird i'm like <laughs> i don't want to know that don't want to know <laughs> how about you buddy <laughs> well, uh, hey excuse me okay yeah so my friends and my family know that I'm gay, and they know that I'm a pup. My friends are okay with it, and they support me with that. My dad and my mom know my dad's okay with me being a pup, as mm -hmm. long as I don't wear my pup hood or my collar around my brothers, because obviously they're a minor, mm -hmm. which I understand that, I respect that, and I obey his wishes on that, and I don't wear that stuff around my brothers. My mom supports me for being gay. However, she does not like the pup play stuff at all. It's like, when I'm you know, around her, like, I cannot have anything. Like, I can't, I can't be wearing a pup t-shirt. I can't be wearing, like, a pup hood. I can't wear my collar. Nothing. Yeah, she follows you on Instagram. Yeah, she does. <laughs> She's like, I may not understand it, and I may not like it, but I still want to see the pictures because the pictures are, you know, a good quality pictures. So like, well, that's because Dylan takes the pictures. Welcome back, guys, to Recess Time. <clears throat> and Griff, Winnie Pooh actually has a question for you, really. Okay, and what's up? 
So he wants to know, what's the biggest surprise you've had recently? The biggest surprise I've had recently was being given the opportunity to be part of the Playtime family. You know, I was asked to be part of this podcast, which really surprises me. I was taken by shock from that. Um, also, being an ambassador for Playtime really surprised me because I love how that it's like a smaller based company. And, you know, I like to try to support small local businesses. Um, so that was a big surprise for me. Um, another big surprise I've had was asked to be a godfather to my best friend's soon-to-be newborn baby, which makes me feel honored for that as well. What about you? What's the biggest surprise you've had? Well, I would say the biggest surprise for me is getting the podcast green-lighted. So I told you in the beginning of the year that I wanted to start a podcast. And... We were going through all the stuff, stuff to figure out what all we need to do and stuff. And we learned real quick that it costs a lot of money to start a podcast, which I kind of knew about. And so I was prepared to put a lot of money into it. And then car problems happened. But it's mostly just, it was that. And so when um, the owner of Playtime um, well, was talking to me and stuff. He was like, "Hey, you know, you know, heard you want to start a podcast." Because I made a statement about like how I really want to do a podcast, right? To him, and he was like, "Hey, heard you want to do start a podcast. Are you still interested?" I was like, "Yeah." So we we spent a good hot minute talking about trying to figure out a name for it. You know, how are we going to do it? What was the basis that we want to do? And so I had to give like a business proposition to him and that was so scary for me i was like oh no i'm just a little i don't know what to do i'm sorry i've never done this before but yeah that's what was my big thing about it was you know just trying to start all that so besides the biggest prize i'd like to ask you how are you staying on top of things like life networking how are you staying on top of all that well for me to stay on top of like who I am as a person really is doing lots of projects. <laughs> I'm always busy trying to figure out what to do because I want to make as many friends and connections as possible. And that's just something that my father instilled in me is to always make networks because you never know when you might need somebody that is in this field or might know something about how to do that right and i've been trying to tell my boyfriend that you know i feel like forever of take a risk talk to that person if you have anything interesting with each other you know start from there and you know or to my see somebody like a pub or an abl just trying to do a project on instagram i'm just like hey you know can i help out with that and so um there was a pup on Instagram who did pride flags with people's pictures. I think he did one with you all too. I was asked, but I never got but, uh, my picture used. I was the orange stripe in there. And so it was just one of those things where I do, I just always try to do as many projects as possible. Right. And not, I don't always get to all the projects. That's fine. But I'm always trying to talk to people too. 
see a new person, talk to them. What about you, Griffey? Well, for me, I I try to help you with like when we go do pictures. You know, you're like, hey, can you carry the camera? Can you carry the tripod? Can you, you know, do this? Just just be there and be my test subject. You know, so I try to help you out with the photography, but I also try to reach out to other pups. You know, and they're like, hey, you know, I'm I'm having some trouble. Can you help me out? Like, I don't send people money, but I'm like, hey, I'll buy groceries if I need to. Mm-hmm. So I also try to, um, like I said, help you out with your photography, help other people out. But also being part of pup chats on Telegram helps me network with other pups. That way I can keep on top of events, um, social gatherings, all that kind of stuff. So that's how I'm able to stay on top of it is mainly Instagram and Telegram. I feel that. I feel that. Um, and then I had one question for you, and that is where you where do you see yourself in like three to five years, really? Oh, I know, I know that's a hard question, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a deep question. Um, where do I see myself in three to five years? I would like to try to continue to be a positive influence to pups and other kingsters. I, I, I know I say pups, but I'm into a lot of different kings, mm-hmm. but pup is mainly my main one. So if, if, I try to be a positive influence. Um, not to sound narcissistic, but I'd kind of like to have my own logo <laughs> that I could put on like a t-shirt or a hat or a sticker or something like that. That way people see it like, that's Griff. I know Griff. Like that's a recognize a universal recognizable logo. <laughs> uh, what what would it look like, really? Um, what would it look like? I would probably say like a not like a extremely cartoonish version of <laughs> like my puphood, but I like to have like my puphood with my spikes and just maybe like like horns because like my my pup Sona is a Rottweiler and a mm-hmm. Hellhound, you know. So I like to have like the logo have like some horns, maybe some smoke coming out of the eyes or coming out of the nose or something like that. So kind of like like I would say like a chibi version version of it, kind of. If you know what chibi is, it's kind of like a cartoon version of things. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I don't know. I'd have to see how it looks. I mean, obviously, yeah, because there's different styles. But in my head, I could see because I know you have a Telegram sticker that. Um, you use, I know there's one with you want a flag and stuff and it's cause it's the pride flag. And I've seen you just throw that into our group chat with our friends stuff. You're just like, yeah, free fan art. Yeah. Throw around stuff. But for me, where I see myself in three, five years is I want to be working with kinksters mm-hmm. from doing this podcast to actually working for a kink um business and like to me those are like the coolest things ever especially when you get to flex and go you know what playtime's from columbus ohio like because like like i told you before is nothing comes from ohio unless there's an astronaut who's trying to get the hell out of there (laughs) Yeah, you know Ohio is not a good state because the weather is so inconsistent that people are like, I'm done with the earth altogether just yeah. because of Ohio. Yeah, screw this stuff. But yeah, that's that's where I see myself. Um, Rest in peace, John Glenn. And 
I know it sounds very cheesy and stuff because, you know, I want to be that role model for people. You know, I want to be an influence to people to show the world that kink isn't always about sex. And, you know, it's about who you are as a person. And that goes in five trillion different ways. Yeah. I mean, we could sit here and talk about kink until we're blue in the face. I mean, right. I mean that would be like a whole week's worth of stuff altogether. But yeah, it's yeah, I agree. Kink is not just about sex. There's a lot that goes into kink. I think kink is more for me about self-expression. So Griff, um, actually, it's about time for us to wrap this up. But where can our listeners um, catch you at? So you can follow me on Instagram at pup underscore Griff and Twitter at Griff underscore pup. And for me, um, you can find me on Instagram at Dylan Blake underscore official. And Twitter is Blake Dylan. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Bye. Bye. Recess Time is executive produced by Playtime Studios, a subsidiary of Playtime LLC. Thank you so much for listening, and we can't wait for you to hear more.